back here on Sedano and LZ. Ramona Shelburne sitting in for LZ today here on 710 ESPN in LA. And we welcome in the newest member of your Los Angeles Lakers, NBA champion, multiple-time All-Star, 2013 Defensive Player of the Year, Mark Gasol with us here. Mark, congratulations. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me ask you this. How did you come to the realization that the Lakers were the right fit for you? Um, hi, how are you guys? Uh, so it, it happened pretty, you know, pretty, pretty organically. Uh, you know, once uh, free agency starts, uh, Rob and, and his crew were, you know, the first ones uh, to call. Um, you know, we were on the phone for a couple couple minutes. Then, uh, you know, the next day and so we continued to talk. Um Obviously, they, they made some moves later on. Uh, and then once, you know, once you get a, a, a kind of a, an idea what free agency is, because after 12 years was my first, you know, time going through free agency, um, you know, I made, you kind of learn about yourself too and what, uh, what you want to do and what's important to you at that moment. Uh, we decided that, you know, the Lakers were, were, are the best fit for me. And, uh, and and all around, and they check definitely all the boxes of you know what a what an NBA player um, at my stage of my career wanna 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 get and, and wanna play for. So yeah, Mark. First of all, congratulations on this. I know this is a this is a good deal for you here. Um, I'm wondering if you ever made it to LA. You know, besides visiting your brother Pow, did you ever get introduced as a second round draft pick? Did you ever go no. any of that <laughs> no, so, with the Lakers before? <laughs> I, I I remember the uh, Mitch Mitch uh, Mitch Capter call um, the next day. Uh, we were actually me. I was together with Powell at that time. Um, we were in Ibiza having lunch, and uh, and uh, Mitch called and and welcomed me welcomed me uh, to the to the Lakers. Now that at that moment I, I understood what you know being the 48th pick. Uh, man completely and and what what changes i had to be part of the team um so i, I knew i was not going to be on that on the next year roster um but later on the scout came a couple times to the team that i was playing for in spain uh, things were looking good uh, and then uh you know i got traded for pal uh which you know i think worked out pretty well for for everyone <laughs> yeah i would say that that did work out pretty well for everyone right the Pow got some championships. Right. Uh, you ended up in Memphis and becoming the greatest player in that franchise's history. So, uh, and you eventually won a championship yourself. Now, let me ask you this: even before then, um, you, you know, you were a kid in in Spain. Uh, you came from Spain to Memphis when Pow was drafted and and was playing with the Memphis Grizzlies. You played high school ball there. What was it like to come from Spain and, and the potential culture shock of coming to the United States and living in Memphis at that time? So I, I will forever, forever be thankful um, to the Memphis uh, community uh, because they, they welcomed us. They, you know, they, they were very, um, they still are obviously very, you know, um, warm to us, to our family. They, uh, they, they really helped us um, adapt and, and made that uh, that transition much much easier. Um, so uh, it's, it's never easy to change countries, especially when we, we were never uh, outside our own country, and, and all of a sudden you go to Memphis, and it was you know I don't think uh, we would have made it anywhere else but uh, but a city like that. Hey Mark, you know I, I remember seeing you in Memphis uh, when when Powell would come through, and then 
out of here in LA whenever, whenever you guys were visiting. Um, but right, you've been mostly separate during this quarantine period, correct? Right? You've been in Spain? Yeah, yeah. I was in, in California and, uh, and we've been in Spain and Pau obviously had just has, has become a dad. I haven't seen my niece yet and I uh, just can't wait. Yeah, that's where I was. That's what I was wondering. You get to be Uncle Mark. You get to be in the same right. city as yeah. Pau and the yeah. Uncle Mark out here. What's what, what? First of all, it's yeah, I'm sure it must be so hard to to not have met her yet. But uh, when do you get to when do you get to see your niece and uh, and hang out with Pau? Um, I don't know when Pau is going to be able to to make it down down to LA. Um, I'm going to get to LA tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thrilled about it. I'm very <laughs> excited. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm just just can't wait to soak. Uh, on on what the team is about and 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 the franchise you know that I you know looked uh, very closely um, from afar obviously when Pau played there uh, all those playoff runs that you know I was able to to sit on the Staples um, travel with the team when they played at Boston and uh, and now I get to be be part of the team and mm-hmm. and represent you know the city of Los Angeles and uh, and you know a lot of fans around the world so that's that's a huge honor for me. Marcus Gasol joining us here, the newest member of your Los Angeles Lakers. Um, what would you say was the thing that sold you the most on playing for the Lakers? Sold me the most, probably the, the mindset of, of the whole franchise. The mindset of you know we we you know we're going for it again, and 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 there's no evil buds like we you know we we creating um, that uh, or continuing. Um, you know what, where we left off, and, and and trying to improve the roster as much as we can uh, with the possibilities that they had, uh, having two very very unique special players. Um, then also they have a, a, a thing, a very unique surrounding group of guys uh, uh, as far as players go, and 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 overall I think it's a very tight knit um, you know group of uh, players. So it's it's awesome to be part of that. Mark, last thing for me was um, is just about this team and, and the role you're going to be used in. Like, what did they what did they tell you in terms of your skill set and what they what they envision you doing out there? Um, obviously, defensively, you know, communicating a lot, um, using my physicality um, to create those stops that uh, fuels our fuels our offense. Um, watching now, having watched a little bit of uh, more detailed film. Uh, about you know with, with the team and how they create the offense you know start defensively um, this this skill set that some guys have uh, defensively they're very special um, so adding to that um, it's it's like I said a responsibility um, communicating building that trust defensively um, understanding players tendencies uh, on the defensive and offensive end too because obviously I'm a, a very unselfish fast uh, first guy um so you know creating offense for for the rest of the group and 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 giving them easy buckets i think every every player likes likes to get those so um <laughs> also being a, a presence uh in the locker room calm always you know calm with a positive attitude um i think that's that's a good thing as well and and always ready to to go to dinner that's I'm always ready for that. <laughs> speaking of dinner uh, your former teammate in Toronto, Serge Ibaka, uh, is going to be uh, on the other team here in Los Angeles with the Clippers. You'll be competing against each other. We know that he was a uh, big food guy. He had his own food show. Um, 
I know that the team in Toronto, including Kawhi when he was there and yourself, all took part uh, in that show. What was the strangest thing he made you eat on that show? Um, I think that night uh, he made, a, I think, cow's heart. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a little chewy. It was a little, um, <laughs> you know. It's, uh, strangely, I had it before. <laughs> Uh, and uh, because, you know, I like to try different stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, you had a couple times. I don't think I'm going to order it again. Uh, last thing, I guess, for me from a basketball perspective, um, you know, you talked about the special players uh, in, in Anthony Davis and LeBron. Um, you know, you've competed against those guys so much over your career. Um, what is it like to be a teammate of them now? And, and what, what is your expectation as far as um, – how that how you'll fit in with their games specifically? Well, uh, I look at it as a 17, you know, player roster. Obviously, the, those two guys are 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 leaders, and and and, and we all have to, you know, uh, be our uh, the best possible, uh, you know, uh, scenario for us to be the best team possible. And so, you know, trying to create that. Uh, that chemistry that they already have that, uh, that, uh, you know, I've talked to some of the guys and, and they all told me the same thing about how, you know, how good their chemistry is and, and, and how together they are. And I think that's, that's, uh, that's great to hear. And, and so I, I just want to contribute to that. And one last thing before we let you go, obviously there is a large Spanish speaking community in uh, Southern California. Si quieres decir algo en, en español para la comunidad aquí en, en Los Angeles. Por supuesto, que para mí es, es un honor y un, y un placer uh, representarles. Uh, tengo ganas de, de conocerles y, y poder uh, jugar en, en, en frente vuestro. Y, y nada, con placer y espero conocerles pronto. Excellent. Muchas gracias, Mark. Thank you so much. Best of luck and hopefully we will see you soon. Take care. De nada. You're welcome. Uh, I'll see you guys soon. Mark Gasol with us here, and uh, a little Espanol on the way out there, Mark. I know. That was good. I, I understood what you asked him there. Um, yeah. And it was, I, I, you know, I, I, I know that uh, when Kobe was here, the, the Spanish language reporters would always ask Kobe questions in Spanish, and he would, he would do a whole side session, right? Um, yeah. Who else over the years? Pal would always do this, and now I think this is gonna, there's going to be, you know, big, well, if we ever get back in a locker room, <laughs> Mark, right. will be, Mark yeah. will be in high demand. Well, I yeah, I mean, listen, I think that a town like this, right, yeah. and because there is such a large Spanish-speaking audience, uh, half the town speaks Spanish, basically, right? So yeah. that's that part of the media needs someone, in theory, that they could go to, and he can serve as kind of the conduit there a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not always somebody on the Lakers that speaks fluent Spanish that can answer in fluent Spanish, right? It doesn't doesn't happen every year. Um, Jose Calderon was here for a minute. He did that, you know, but uh, this will be really fun with Mark here. I think he's going to fit in really well. And he gives them a different look um, that they didn't have last year out of that, out of that five spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think there's any question. And it's going to give Anthony Davis a ton of room to work with, you know, like offensively because he spaces the floor. So well, Marcus soul shot 39% last year during the regular season. From three. From three. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. good. And, and, you know, he's he's not his brother. Like, his brother was just a just a wonderful passer. Like, Pau grew up as a guard, and then he just hit a growth spurt and turned into a center. 
But he, you know, Powell in some ways was more of a power forward than a center. He liked to play alongside Andrew Bynum. You know, mm-hmm. he liked to play alongside Dwight Howard. He didn't like mm-hmm. to, you didn't need to be the center out there. He's just plenty fine being a four. Um, and I think Anthony Davis is a little the same way. Mark is a five, right? Yeah. Mark's nickname was the tank growing up, you know? Yeah. Uh, that was his vibe from the second he started playing basketball. Yeah, he is all a five. There is no doubt. Like, he's yeah. a wider load. He's a bigger dude. Uh, there's no question about that. But it'll be fun. I think it'll be really good. I like the mix uh, with that group. All right, we're going to take a quick break. DeMarco Farr is going to stop by for his weekly appearance every Wednesday at 6.15. We talk some football with him. We'll talk Rams. We'll go around the league with him. Momo's hanging out. It is Thanksgiving Eve. Don't forget, we got one more virtual key. Yes, surprise. We had one more virtual key left over, and we're giving it away here in the 6 o'clock hour. So stick around for that. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Sedano and LZ, Mama Momo hanging out on a Thanksgiving Eve. Let me know when DeMarco's there. We'll talk some football with him. Momo, have you seen the Comedy Store documentary on Showtime? No. What's that? Ooh, so good. Now, are that you into good. comedians, comedy, like the history of comedy? Do you like yeah. that kind of stuff? Yeah, I would, I'd, I'd watch. Okay, so Showtime, it's on demand. Like, you can find it. Uh, I don't, you know, if you have DirecTV or cable, you just go to the on-demand section for Showtime. Or you can find, I'm pretty sure it's on, like, Hulu and stuff, too. Like, there's a Showtime section there, too. Uh, maybe even Amazon. Uh, but, yeah, it's five episodes. It's tremendous. Like, it is, awesome. it's, it's fun it's funny it's interesting it's sad uh there's a lot of different emotions um but it really is an iconic place when it comes to comedy like really the best of the best pretty much all went through there and there are a few of the guys and girls uh, who are the best of the best who tell funny stories about how they weren't necessarily welcomed there for one reason yeah, or another I bet. uh yeah so it was it was just pretty cool stuff and you know Polly Shore's mom obviously was the uh Mitzi she was the um you know, the caretaker, basically, the gatekeeper uh, of that place. And it, it just, they did a really good job of getting everyone that walked through there at one point or another. It was really, really good. Uh, definitely worth checking out. So, is DeMarco there? All right, cool. DeMarco Farr, Rams on Field analyst, joining us here. DeMarco Farr, who is your favorite comedian before we talk football? Favorite comedian, uh, like of all time or right all, now? All time. Doesn't matter. You know, whatever, you know, right now, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Richard Pryor. Oh, man, he's the king. Oh, he really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Richard yeah. Pryor uh, still makes me laugh hysterically. Even, like, I, I got the box set on, on like, CDs, and yeah. I, I've heard it, like, a hundred times, and I, I could hear the same stand-up, and it still makes me laugh uncontrollably. He was, he's, he's just great. So, it's funny. Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip to me is the yeah. is is the best comedy set he ever did, um, and that's the one where he, you know he came back and he told the joke about being on fire, right? Like literally yeah. running down the street on fire. I have it on my phone. Like I literally at times will play it in my car because it's just that good. Um, oh so my God! I, I was I remember just... being a kid 
uh, we had just bought a Cadillac Coupe de Ville, and it had an eight-track player. And my father used to play that uh, live on Sunset Strip on every trip we took to San Francisco. And we used to laugh our butts off. Yeah, it, it is fantastic. And so if I was telling Momo about the Comedy Store documentary. If you haven't seen it on Showtime, there's a lot of stuff dedicated to Richard in those episodes. Like, you should definitely yeah. watch yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite, Momo? You know, I loved Eddie Murphy growing yeah. up. Eddie Murphy Raw was just that was that was amazing. Um, I like Bette Midler. Have you ever heard Bette Midler as a comedian? Bette's hilarious. Oh you know my gosh! You can't even say my some of the things favorite. Bette Midler says out loud anymore. My uh, that, that is favorite comedian might be George Carlin. Yeah, George, George Carlin, Carlin was great. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Carlin. Yeah. Carlin was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah uh, Eddie's I saw Bette Midler in. I, I saw Bette Midler in. It's not concert, really, but she had a show at Staples Center, and right. I was laughing. Wow. So, I mean, I, I mean, I should have worn a diaper. I mean, it was like you, that's that funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. She, was she the one that did the mirror, mirror on the wall skit? Ooh, I don't. Ooh, I can't remember what. I can't even remember any specifics of it. To be honest, mirror, mirror years. on the wall, make my blank, blank touch the floor or something, and my legs got shorter and shorter. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Yeah, all I remember hilarious. is I went to go see this, and I brought my dad with me. And it was so body, and it's so like so many sexual jokes. I was like embarrassed. I was like, I should not have gone to the show with my dad. Like this is really wow. inappropriate. That's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, I like I'm gonna movie, sit over here. Uh, I watched that movie, The Forty Year Old Virgin, with my mother, oh, and I couldn't laugh. Good. Oh, that's oh. awesome. That's awesome. Oh man! <laughs> uh, you know it's funny. My, uh, I, you know, real quick. Eddie was my guy. There's no question. I'm gonna yeah. watch Coming to America too when it comes out on Amazon in March or whatever. Oh. Like I'm, I'm all in on anything Eddie's ever done. Um, but to your point on that, just quick story on that before we talk football with you. Uh, I love South Park. Okay, South Park is one of my favorite shows. Okay, I can watch episodes of South Park on Comedy Central where they run all night long, literally all night long. If I don't force myself to go to sleep and I was watching an episode at the house one day and my mother-in-law was over and it was the episode of the Washington football team losing you know losing their name and it all they did was curse like and like basically in the in the in, in the episode Cartman and this was from a couple years ago when the the controversy had really first started uh, and Cartman apparently the the Washington or the Redskins at the time hadn't copyrighted their name, so Cartman copyrighted the name for them and took the copyright, and oh then created wow. all sorts of uh, new logos, including a phallic symbol, uh, which was it was just so. Imagine my like seventy year old mother in law watching this with me while I'm howling. My wife is sitting there going, "Why are you watching <laughs> oh this God. in front of my mom?" Like it was just unbelievable, and I didn't care oh, at all. I'm great. like. Hey, sorry. If you know, if you don't, if you don't like it, you don't have to watch. She's like, "Oh no, it's okay." And I'm like, "Yeah, right." She was. She, you could tell she was like Stone so and Parker, right? That's the two guys behind it. Yeah, yeah. They're they yeah. literally. You know that they write stuff sometimes, especially when current events are happening. They will yeah. write sometimes up to like an hour before the show hits the air. It's crazy. Well, I've that. never watched South Park sober, so that's a different deal. Well, there you go. There you go. I can watch it both ways. How about that? Uh, all right, let's talk about the Rams because I wasn't sober after that game because I was impressed with the way they've now gone, I believe now four times across wow. to the East Coast and won. But the way they won I thought was impressive. Um, what stood out 
the most to you? Because there's so many things to choose from. Uh, wow, this is funny, and I don't want to be negative Nelly. Um, the things that stick out, number one, Sean McVay running the football on third and eight, uh, kind of close to the red zone, saying, look, we're going to win this thing on defense. So yeah. that kind of stood out. Uh, Jared Goff in the offense, uh, the one time when the defense gave him back the football and that I think they went fumble snap, delay of game, interception. It's just, wow, really? Um, so those things stand out. But uh, just Tom Brady not playing well, um, uh, the defense really standing up when it had to. I-, I thought Ronald Jones would be a problem, Tampa Bay's running back. I mean, they really handled business in the run game, and they got pressure on Tom Brady, so that stuff was really impressive. Uh, Cooper Cup with yards after catch and Robert Woods, uh, those two guys um, on those combination routes and getting open and, and finding ways to kill that defense. That was a really good defense. They really filleted. So all that stuff was, was great. Uh, the one thing I just did not expect was Tom Brady playing that poorly. I've seen Tom Brady, Brady get knocked around. I've seen Tom Brady throw picks before, but I've never really seen him play that poorly in a football game. So uh, this could be the beginning of the end for him, but uh, it was a great win for the Rams. It was a great Monday night victory. You get to seven wins. You set yourself up for, you know, a bunch of home games coming up. So you put yourself in a really good position to improve your lives, so to speak, in, in the playoff race. What, what's it going to take for them to beat the Niners? Say again? What, I mean, what does it take for them to beat the Niners? I mean, they, they, they just, uh, you know, obviously certain teams have your number over the years. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to keep picking on a guy, but, I mean – Jared Goff being good Jared Goff. I, I think that's the, that, that's the thing right now. Um, Jared Goff has some, some stretches of elite play out of that quarterback position, and then a few plays where you're like, whoa, where was that going? So if Sean McVay and this offense and Jared Goff can uh, keep that consistency on offense, at least throw in the football and stay on the field longer and – give your defense a chance to rest, I, I think you can beat just about anybody in the NFC. DeMarco Farr joining us here, Rams on-field analyst. Uh, what is the area, I wouldn't say concern, that's a ridiculous notion, but what is the area that you feel that they still need to shore up, in your opinion? Uh, special teams, I, I think Matt Gay coming over, I mean, I think they have found their kicker. I thought kickoffs uh, were better. Uh, you finally got some kickoffs out of the end zone. There were fewer returns against. And even though he missed the field goal, the PATs were there. He did hit one. Uh, so you're shoring up that phase of the game. Defensively, I think you can get anybody out. Uh, you're a threat for three and outs every time Aaron Donald and company touch, touch the field. And it's going to be tough to score on them. Offensively, I still think there's a lot more there to the offense. But you're doing enough to win football games. But Special teams really was the black hole on this team, and they got better in Tampa. That wasn't an issue. So it's still a concern. That was one game. Let's see if it carries over to this week, if you can be that good on special teams again. So you bring up Aaron Donald. He hasn't had a tackle or a sack in the last two games. How does that happen? Like what, what, What's going on? Well, you know, um, going back to a week ago, uh, before Monday night, and there were some times when Aaron was off the field longer than I've ever seen him. So uh, there was an issue there. I don't know what it is. It could have been physical. It could have been. I don't think you bench an Aaron Donald. So maybe it's a physical issue. So uh, you come off that game and you think Aaron's really going to rip it up against Tampa Bay, and 
the stats aren't there. But it's not like he's not getting to the quarterback. It's not like he's uh, he, he's still the same guy. If you try to block him with one, you can't. Uh, so teams have a plan against him. They run away from him. They really make him sing for a supper to make plays. But it's not like he's not effective. He's just not, you know, producing the numbers. But, I mean, he's still – the, the offense's number one thing they have to keep away from the quarterback or he'll ruin the game. But at some point, those sacks were full. I remember when he signed the big deal and he started off slow. I think he went two or three weeks without a sack, and then all of a sudden he had 10 and two. So he's still that guy. So I would expect him to get off very, very soon. And he always has great games against the Niners. DeMarco Farr, Rams on field analyst, joining us here. I got one more for you. Don't forget, folks, if you're listening, we got one more virtual key to give away. We're giving away that 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport on Monday. We've given away 14 virtual keys. We gave you an extra one here in the 6 o'clock hour. As long as you have the destination of the day from Mason and Ireland in the 3 o'clock hour, it will happen this hour. So don't go anywhere. There's only two more breaks. So it's either this one coming up after DeMarco or the next one. Uh, DeMarco, last one for you. Where do you have the Rams in the NFC right now? Like, if you had to slot them somewhere with the contenders. Wow. Uh, let's see. I think Green Bay is still tough. Uh, I wouldn't rule out Tampa Bay just on one win, so they're in the mix. You know, right around the top, man. I mean, New Orleans, depending on what New Orleans does with that quarterback position, uh, if Drew Brees was still healthy, you would have to say they're one of the best teams, if not the best team. I mean, that defense is really playing like gangbusters. And remember, there was a time when they were trying to run Sean Payton out of town, and I don't get why. Uh, the, the guy keeps uh, his team around, you know, in contention every single year. So New Orleans is going to be in the mix. But I think after this week, we're going to find out exactly who's real and who's not, especially in this division. Once you get past Thanksgiving, uh, this is where bad teams start to fall off and good teams start to ascend. So it was a big win on Monday night. Now you got to follow it up versus San Fran. If you get that win, you're a player in the NFC, no doubt. All right, DeMarco Farr, Rams on-field analyst. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Thanks for the time. Happy Thanksgiving to you and Momo. See you guys Thanks, soon. DeMarco. All right, bud. See you later. There he is, DeMarco Farr. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, coming up next, Momo, you and I, speaking of where the Rams stack up, you and I are going to talk about where the Lakers stack up and who's trying to stack up to them. Um, is the West as deep as it once was, or do the Lakers have kind of a stronghold? Let's get into that stuff. We'll be back in three minutes. You know, Momo, LZ did nail it. Um, it really still is hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> I don't I don't think there's anything I can say to that. Yeah. That will not just, get me in some kind of trouble. The industry never changed. Yeah, that's true. LZ well, it is, nailed it. You know. I mean if the if it it's well, I mean, I guess it's also the oldest profession, right? It is. It is. I mean, because one is. did not exist without the other. Yeah. Well, the that joke actually <laughs> got started because we were talking about um we were talking about songs that won uh, Oscars. And, uh -huh. we, you know, Three Six Mafia won, uh, and the song was hard out here for a pimp. And, uh -huh. uh, and that's how we got started on that conversation. That won an Oscar. Uh, it did. Yeah, wow. it won the best song or whatever from a movie or whatever. Huh. That was the uh, Terrence uh, – what's his name? Terrence uh... – Howard. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Wow. I mean, I think if like that's how you that's how you like really pad out that awards collection. If you're like a really if you're a really good uh, you, hustle you, and flow is the name yeah. of the movie. Hustle and flow. You, yeah. you don't you don't like leave it just to like you know if you're a filmmaker or whatever you don't leave it just to, like Emmys and whatever you you pad it out. Get a Grammy, 
get a get a get an Oscar for a song you did. That's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a good song, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, the Lakers. We spent a lot of time talking about the Rams. Thanks to Marcus Gasol, who joined us earlier. Uh, thanks to Sean McVay. Thanks to Key. Uh, and, of course, always thanks to you, Momo, for hanging out. Of course. Um, if anyone missed any part of the show, subscribe to the Sedano and LZ podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave five stars. Uh, you know, Leave a nice note there and tell us how much you enjoy the show. Even if you want to make fun of Greg, we always encourage that, too, in the uh, comment section. If you want to say Pod- something mean, it's okay, but we're probably going to delete you and block you. But, but just put five stars. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what you fine. say. Just yeah. make sure you put five stars. And by the way, feel free to subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe mm-hmm. multiple times if you want to as well. Yeah, that helps our rating, right? Yeah. So just do that, too. Uh, so anyway... Um, let me ask you this. Elsie and I were talking about this the other day. It feels like if I told you that in a seven-game series, there are more teams in the Eastern Conference that would give the Lakers more of a run for their money than yeah. in the West, would you agree with that? Because I think that's the, that's the situation at mm-hmm. the moment. I mean, I definitely think the Western Conference took a step back this year. It's not nearly as deep as it has been. Houston takes a step back. Uh, Oklahoma City obviously takes a step back. And then I can't really point to any team that got noticeably better in the West. Can you can you point to any? I mean, you know. I, no. Maybe, I mean, look, I, I think Ibaka is an upgrade. I think Ibaka yeah. is an upgrade over Harrell. But I right. still think the Clippers are still missing a very key component, which is a, a secondary organizer of, of, yeah. of, the, of the offense. Yeah, they, they, they need something else. Um, Denver kind of stayed the same or took a little. Uh, well, I think they, they took a step back a little on defense yeah. without Jeremy Grant. That's yeah. a pretty big loss for them. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I think the teams that – so if they were getting – if nobody really got better in the West, then they must have gotten better in the East, right? That means that some of the talents left the West to go to the East. I mean, yeah. So look, I I look at I, I look at a team like outside of the Clippers. Yeah, like, I don't think that there's a team in the West where I feel like, oh, the Lakers are in like a real battle there that it can be like six or seven games. Well, um, Denver the Clippers could are the be really team. good. Denver could be really good if they if okay, young but kids blossom. But he, right, I, I, you need Michael Porter Jr. to take yep. another step, which is very possible on offense. But he's a liability at times yeah. on defense. Yeah, and that was the problem in that series that they just had they couldn't really stay with Anthony Davis. When 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 Anthony played as a 4 and the, you had like Dwight Howard in there against Jokic as a 5, like it was there there was just no one who could stop AD. Right. And they still don't have anybody, especially now that they don't have Jeremy yeah. Grant. I I thought Portland had a good offseason, but I still yep. don't think they're in the same league as the Lakers. No, I think they they probably went to the top half of the conference. I would put them in like top 4. Probably. Yeah. Of yeah. Eight. They're in that co- they're in that category yeah. now with the Warriors taking a step back because I thought they would be in that mix. I still yeah. think Denver's in that mix. I think they're yep. in the top four mix. But LA honestly, Clippers. with the clip, yeah. yeah, the Clippers are the only team in the West that I feel like could give the Lakers a series because I do think Ibaka is an upgrade over Harold. Don't you? He's an upgrade, but they also they're really changing a lot about that team, and and they you know they changed a lot last year. I think they're going to get better this year just because. They saw how that looked last year. They're going to give Marcus Morris a lot more run, and they're not going to be so reliant on, you know, trying to play. as you know, When they were a great eight seed a year before, they, they, it was hard to give up playing that way. 
by 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 not bringing back Trez, I think it changes fundamentally the way that Lou Williams plays, that Patrick Beverly plays. Like it's just a, it's just going to be a different look out there. Like you really have turned it into more of Paul and Paul and Kawhi's team. Um. Yeah. No. I I agree. And I and Ty. Look, Ty is a good offensive coach. Like yep. I don't think people realize that about him. Um. But people that have been around him in Cleveland know that for sure. And you were around those teams a ton. Oh, yeah. uh, doing the, uh, the the finals games on radio and whatnot and all that when you were on the sidelines and you were around those teams when you know during the finals like covering the NBA yeah. finals he's really good at coaching offense I, I think he's a really good X's and O's coach and I think he's not afraid to speak up and get up in people's faces and it'll be interesting to see how those yeah. personalities work because like that's not how you coach Kawhi really like I mean, right. I think Pop probably tried to do that, you know, like yell at him or something. But I, I don't even know if Kawhi heard it. <laughs> right? It's yeah. Not like, right. You know, and I don't know if that's how you coach Paul George either. Um, I think LeBron liked it. I think LeBron liked that yeah. structure and discipline that that Ty that Ty Lue will bring. Yeah, you um, got to go at LeBron, but you got to be ready to be as smart as LeBron right. when you do that's that. That's right, because he's yeah. going to come right back at you. Um, right. I don't know what these two guys are like leadership wise and just coachability wise. I think Kawhi wants to be coached. You know, Paul does, but that team's what I, what they got exposed on over you know throughout the playoffs really was not having a, a primary ball handler who could just set people up in their in the spots where they're comfortable, um, mm -hmm. and also just leadership. I, I don't think they have the same leadership. And like, who who has better leadership? What what team would you say than the Lakers? I mean, maybe Phoenix is pretty good now that they have Chris Paul. Right with Chris, um, yeah, but they're not ready. Other, Come on. Yeah, I, I think Toronto has good leadership with Kyle Lowry. Um, yeah. Those are good leaders around Well, Miami place. with Jimmy, right? Miami yeah. With Jimmy. Not much more than um, that. I'm not that's it. Like, as far yeah. as leadership, right, just that yeah. intangible, there's only a few teams, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, and, I, and I think I mean, that KD, that is really... do you think of KD as a leader? I don't think of him as a leader, necessarily. Uh, yeah. I think not... of him as a great talent. Yeah, he's a great talent. I mean, he leads by example in how he plays, but in terms of just like, right. I mean, Steph Curry is a great leader. You know, I would say, I would say. Steph oh yeah, that's a good one. Golden State, yeah. but the, you know, I I think you kind of need a great leader on your team. It doesn't have to be your best player, but you do need great leadership in order to win. When the when the Raptors won, it was you know Kawhi's not their leader. Kyle Lowry is, but he's Correct. a great leader, and and I think yeah. that really matters when you when it gets down to it. Yeah, I'm curious to see. Kyle could be available. He's on an expiring contract. You know, if Toronto's not in it, in the thick of it, I could see Masai getting off him. I could, yeah. I mean, it'd be smart of them because at some point Kyle's going to get older and he still has, like, a ton of value around the league. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I still think Toronto – I mean, Toronto's a good team last year. They are, and they're going to be a good team this year. They have a lot of depth and they have a really good development program. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be good. Uh, all right. You and I on the other side, we can continue this discussion. Uh, also, I've got a couple of things that I want to ask you about. I want to okay. I want to do a little football too, a little head to head. Who has been more impressive, the Gruden Carr combo or the McVay Golf combo? Ooh. So we'll do some of that. We've got some fun uh, Thanksgiving TV stuff to get into as well. Uh, but I got to tell you, we do have one more virtual key, and I'm just going to tell you, it's happening in this break. Okay. Sal Gonzalez of Culver City Mazda will give you the cue to call. Steve, lock the lines. Don't let them mess with you yet. Uh, and they, you will get your chance to win that last virtual key that could start that 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with a grand in the glove box. Okay? Last one because we're giving away the car on Monday. Woo! Yeah, thank you, Chris. And it's Momo today. We have Eunice Rivers as caller number seven from San Pedro. 
Eunice, do you have the destination of the day? Big Sur. Yeah, it is Big Sur. Congratulations. Uh, now You're welcome. And this is the last one, so you got in right under the gun here. Uh, let's see which is, uh, which is the virtual key you got, which number. So key number five, Eunice, congratulations. Um, that could be the virtual key to start the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport from Culver City Mazda. We are giving it away on Monday, Monday, November 30th. And for qualifying, you get a $100 gift card to, from our friends at eatnaked.com LA. Uh, or excuse me, eatnakedla.com. I should say that correctly, eatnakedla.com. So congratulations. They've got some great healthy options for you there, for you and the family. A lot of meals there that you can have there. So congratulations and best of luck to you, okay? Yes, thank you. Hi, Momo. You're w- hey. <laughs> so you, I love how excited Eunice is. Eunice, don't hang up, okay? Are you there I still? want you to win, Eunice. I want you to win. Thank you. All right, get, stay on hold. All right, Steve's going to put you on hold. Get your information. Happy Thanksgiving. She sounded so excited. She I was. love that. that. I want her to win. Th- I, yes. I, listen, so, so many of these people sound so grateful. And look, man, it, 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 let me finish this real quick. So uh, Eunice is on hold. Eunice Rivers in San Pedro. Thank you to Eat Naked LA. Your healthy lifestyle is only one click away. Get fresh and healthy meals delivered right to your door. Visit their website, eatnakedla.com to learn more. And listen on Monday. For your chance to find out which virtual key, okay, it's going to happen in the 5 o'clock hour. In the 5 o'clock hour, we are going to announce which virtual key will start up the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with a grand in the glove box, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. Monday is the day. I, You know, Momo, throughout this entire time, and we only have a couple minutes here before we have to do crosstalk with Sliwa for Lakers talk, um... So many of these people, you could tell, are so thankful. And and look, especially right now, there's so yeah. many people who aren't working, so many people whose lives have been changed. All of us, all of our lives have been changed across the yeah. world, okay? So to have this gift, like I really want to thank Sal Gonzalez at Culver City Mazda. I really want to thank everyone at the station that put this together. Yes, even Bergman. Uh, you know, Chris Morales, Dave Kent, uh, you know, Amanda Brown, Tommy Lamb, everybody, the entire marketing group, uh, Richard Walsh and sales, everyone, 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 everyone that was involved in this. Thank you for what you've done um, because we're going to make, we've made a lot of people happy already just giving them those virtual keys and the gift cards and whatever because now's the time that everyone needs that stuff. But we're going to make someone really, really thankful and happy on Monday, which is just awesome to know. Yeah, I think it's really cool, and I like that even the people who don't win, at least everybody gets, like, a gift card to one of our local restaurants or one of the other things that you've done because, like, right now it's, you know, people need some good stuff to happen, Yeah, you know? People just yeah. need good things to start happening. It's been a really tough year. Yeah, um, Tw- you know, 2020, those who, 2020 has been a mother bleeper. That's the yeah. best way to describe it. That's it, you know? Yeah. and. And it makes you grateful for what you do have and the things that, you know, like, I'm grateful every day we all still have jobs. I'm grateful, you yeah. know, my family's still which, healthy. Which, and by the way, and, not you know? all of our colleagues are around no. anymore. Yeah. No. And it's yeah. like, I think so it's nice when we, you know, have giveaways like this or, or you know, so many people are, and so many businesses are hurting. It's just nice to spread a little, little love around Thanksgiving here. Yeah, for sure. Pretty cool stuff. No doubt about it. Um, Bergman, are you surprised I even thanked you? I mean, a little bit. I thought you were going to go around to everybody else and then be like, eh, not you. 
Greg, uh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? What, what's yeah, up? What uh, I'm going to be with, with my brother. It's going to be very small, nine, ten people. And Ooh, is there going to be a lot of pot there? He's like a pot attorney. He is a lot of – he. A pot there. attorney? Yeah. yeah, he is he is a cannabis attorney and he's one of the top ones in Los Angeles too. Does a very good job. But uh yeah, he's uh there will be plenty of it there if somebody wants to partake in the backyard somewhere because there will be yeah. a child. Yeah. Um so Thanksgiving on stuffing, right? I mean yeah. You could put it in the stuffing. <laughs> Just a, you can make Oh, you know what She'll could you pass make? So fast. Could Sorry? you make Hold on. Could you make edibles out of stuff like stuffing? Like Ooh. I guess you, you probably could, right? You probably can't do it with anything. You make it yeah. into an oil. And right. So right. Yeah. You, so you can just, just put it in yeah. there. Yeah. 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 You probably could make that happen. There you go, Greg. I think See? that's a great way to go about it. I'm all about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So nine, um, ten people. That doesn't sound small. That is small. small. It's, I mean, yeah. that that is within the uh, the uh, legal limits. All know? right. All yeah. right. Yeah, All so, right, so. we're doing, we're doing, we're doing. I think it's six. Yeah, me um, too. We're doing yeah, six. Six, and we're and we're wearing masks indoors, and we're you know keeping the wind doors open with. We're ventilation. eating outdoors. We're gonna oh, eat you're doing al, al fresco. Yes, al fresco. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one too. Hopefully, it's not too cold. <laughs> if it's, yeah, it could be. We've tried that. It's kind of cold. Um, so we do it indoors, but we have like I have like windows that basically the screen doors will be open, and yeah. then we're still gonna do masks like. Everybody listening, don't think that just because it's a small group, you can't get the virus from it. Do masks in addition to everything else you're doing to stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. That's important, man. No yeah. doubt. And and again, just like our friends uh, who sponsor this particular segment at Morongo, uh, play it safe, good times. And you can do that, too, for Thanksgiving. Play it safe and good times. Uh, Momo. Is there a uh, – I asked you a question before we go to yeah. we, we go to crosstalk with Sliwa and talk some Lakers with him. Who's been more impressive, the Gruden-Carr combo or the McVay-Goff combo? Because, remember, there weren't a ton of expectations, slightly more expectations certainly on the Rams because of their more recent history. Yeah. But but I think both of those teams were not shoo-ins by any stretch of the imagination – uh, from Vegas or the experts to be playoff yeah. teams, and they're both playoff teams right now. I mean, like, I think overall I have to give it to McVay and Goff just in the sense of, like, you know, their body of work together so far. Not just this year, but their body of work. I mean, they went to a Super Bowl together. Correct. So, you know, Gruden and Carr, like, I mean, this is what we thought Derek Carr was going to be three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, this is – he's just getting back to where he was. Right. So – you know, when he broke his leg, right, going into their playoff game. And, and I, you know, in the, in the Jack Del Rio era. So, like, to me, this is, this is where he should have been all along. It's just taken a while to get back there. Yeah, it has taken him a little bit to get back there. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, it, it, uh, it's nice to see, though. I, I think he's been really good for them. Uh, he's certainly the leader of that team, as Key mentioned earlier when we had him on. Uh, and Gruden, look, I know that Mike Tomlin probably deserves – some coach of the year votes, but I think a lot, I mean, I picked the Steelers to win the division. Yeah. So I didn't think they'd be 10 and zero, but I thought they'd be really good. Um, I think the Raiders are a huge surprise and, and I, it, right now it would be a toss up. I'd probably vote Gruden, uh, but it would be a wow. toss up between him and Tomlin right now for me for coach of the year. Interesting. So I mean, I, yeah. uh, look, they're, they're 10 and zero. Okay. So we have to see how far. Right. They yeah. There's still ways to go. Yeah. yeah. You there's know, still ways to go. but, but usually that close? goes to a surprise team, right? Like the coach yeah. of the year. Yeah, yeah so. like the one that really overachieved yeah. or something. Right, yeah. right. Okay. And I think the Raiders are that. All right, we're going to do crosstalk. Lakers talk with Sliwa's coming up next. We'll be back in three minutes. Time for crosstalk. You're listening to KSBN Los Angeles. 
Is Sliwa there yet? What's going on, George? Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good, Happy man. I'm good. You too. Ramona, what's going on? How are you? Doing good. Here we are, guys. Uh, night before Thanksgiving, and uh, what are we? Ramona, we just finished free agency in November. Uh, how, how weird has this last week been for, uh, <laughs> for the NBA? I mean, I you know, to be to be honest, like this this whole week, all of us, even you know, all the agents we talked to, all the teams, like nobody's been wanting to talk. Like I, <laughs> I we've all been talking all year. Like I need a couple of months in the summer where yeah. we don't talk to anyone, and then we actually, it's nice to hear from you again, right? Like I never stop talking to all those people <laughs> now, and it's like, oh. You know, you gotta like nobody was ready for the season to start yeah. again. Nobody's excited. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we're going back already!" Like next week. Uh, I'm excited though because I feel like I, I always think about it. How does this affect us? Okay, uh, in what yeah. we do from a business perspective, and I look at it this way. You know, Kendrick Perkins and I had this conversation, <laughs> and he agreed with me. He's like. Yo, we had four months off. We didn't even know if we were going to get sports back, okay? So yeah. I'll, I'll take true. a shortened uh, offseason knowing uh, what we know now. You know what I mean? It's also yeah. nice. It's also nice too, George. And, it, you know, you obviously and, – and fans can reference this as well. This time of the year, we usually do have NBA going on. So it is yeah. it, it is kind of been an odd – even though it's just when, – when Lakers win? October, October 11th, I think 12th it was. or 11th? Yeah, yeah exactly. 11th. Something yeah. like that is when they won the championship – and that's typically when you're in training camp. But but it has been, I mean, it's been a fun week and a half, and especially for Laker fans because of what they've done to the roster. But um, it, it's it's exciting, and I know it was a very kind of short, compressed offseason, but before we know it, they're going to be back. Yeah, and honestly, I, I know that, and Ramona, you would probably know best, right? Like, I know LeBron told Barack Obama on the shop that, you know, he might cherry pick the first half of the season. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think he was kidding, even though he was laughing about that. What do you think? I, I think he's absolutely going to cherry pick this season. I mean, to me, like, I think he, every veteran on that team should. I mean, they, they need to get their bodies right. And, like, one of the things that, like, was really underrated being in the bubble is, like, there were not as many serious injuries because mm -hmm. the, all the guys were sleeping. They don't have to travel. They don't have to get right. in at three in the morning. Like it was just like way easier on their bodies. Um, you know, I know it was hard being off for four months, so it took a little while to round into shape. But once they got in shape, they were great. And now, now you're back to traveling. You're back to the grind. It's not as much of going out and living the life or anything. But it's there's another stress. You know, playing in the middle of the pandemic too. Well, I'll say this too, Ramon. I think it is. Lakers will have more of a luxury this season to, um, I think, rest some of these, uh, some of the more veterans like you're talking about. By the way, great interview with Marc Gasol. So the Gasol front, just because of his age and, you know, you want to throw in Wesley Matthews, you want to throw LeBron James in, uh, there's a ton of young players on this roster now. When, I, when I'm saying young, I mean 27 and under, where the Lakers really didn't have that luxury before. So I'll be curious if, if LeBron does take some time off and he's pacing himself, which, by the way, I thought he was going to do that last season, didn't do that at all, and played almost every game, and, and you know, obviously played a ton of minutes. But it's going to be, it, it, I think it's going to be great. KCP, Dennis Schroeder, Alex Cruz, you, you got a lot of younger players that I think could pick up some of those minutes. Momo, let me ask you this, um, you know, because I, I, I've heard that the league wants to cut uh, travel down by like 25% yeah. with these teams and talking yeah. about playing baseball-style series. Like, do we have any idea of how that could potentially even work? Well, I think it works like this. Like, 
you have let's say uh, let's say you you're going to play the Warriors, and normally you'd play two and two, so two up there, two down in L.A. So instead of playing one in November or December mm-hmm. and one in January and one in March, you're going to play both of your games in the Bay Area like at the same time. Right. In like three nights or four nights. Yeah. And right. uh, and so then you could also you play two games against the Warriors, and that's the only time you're going to be up there this year. Then you go from there to Sacramento, and you play both of your Sacramento games there. So you have like a four-game road trip, but you only had to travel once there. Right. So interconference uh, games will still be the same, though. You'll just probably do – you'll do the same normal travel to the other conference where you'll go for – Five games and eight nights or something like that. That won't change. But from in, from in within the conference, you'll that's probably the best way. That, that sounds right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's the right way to. Th- it's, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen the schedule yet. I, I don't know if you have, right. but but no, I, no, I, no. And it comes out next described. week, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and and I think they're gonna the the one that'll be harder is like when teams come through L.A. Are they gonna play two against the Lakers and two against the Clippers? Are they gonna, are they gonna do four games in L.A.? Mm-hmm. I would. I would do that if I were the yeah. leader. Yeah, it'd be smart. You know, yeah. and a lot. I'm sure. I'm sure the teams won't mind. Um, you know, just enjoy. Yeah, because the, then all of a sudden you got like a week in L.A. <laughs> a week in L.A. It'd be great, yeah. right? Well, how about um, that? If you're if you're a if you're a bad team, you got to. There's four games in a row against the Lakers and the Clippers. That that's probably not the most exciting thing. But oh right, if it, you're like Minnesota, the I mean, the only good thing is that you're in L.A. Right? Like right. Yeah. you're not in you know you're not in this like cold winter place. You know, George, you you said something. You, you guys were talking about the Western Conference and how the West might have taken a, a step back. It, it is kind of – it has been two weeks ago, I would have thought that, you know, of course, the tragic, another uh, awful injury for Clay Thompson and, and that we'll see what happens to the Warriors, but that's obviously such a huge, huge um, yeah. uh, loss for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I do agree with you. The Western Conference, I, I thought the Lakers were one of the few teams in the West – to take another step forward, and right. there, there's some teams that got better. I mean, you could uh, the Phoenix Suns got better, right? Sure. The Portland Trailblazers got better, but I don't think those teams are, you know, going to be facing off against the Lakers in a seven game set. And I, I think the the Nuggets took a step back. Right. I think the Clippers. I, I, I like actually Serge Ibaka. I, I think that was a a really really good move for them. But I don't really feel like they addressed other needs that they uh, that they certainly had and. It's kind of interesting as the dust is starting to settle. The Lakers look like the clear-cut favorite in the Western Conference, and I'm still trying to figure out who's the second and third best. Yeah, I think the Clippers are are clearly the second best team. Uh, after that, I would probably still say Denver is the third best team, like on paper, mm-hmm. right? Um, Maybe Dallas and, and, somewhere in the mix, and then it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I think, that, and by the way, I don't think it's a given that Denver is the third best team. I need to see what they'd look like defensively without Jeremy and, Grant, right? Because mm-hmm. at times they weren't great defensively, even with Jeremy Grant last year. Now Michael Porter Jr. will be awesome on offense, so I I, I don't know how that will shake out. So I think it's a little bit of an unknown, but yeah, like I I, I think those two teams are the best two, and then from there. You know, you got Denver, Dallas, Portland, Utah. and, and mm-hmm. right Utah. And by the way, with Denver, Momo, like you know, you might be able to answer this better than, than well, certainly better than Slee and I. Like, do we have a timeline on Porzingis? Like, do we know if he's going to be healthy when the season starts? Well, I think, however, however, um, you know, long they say it's, you can add two weeks to it. That they're they're going to be exceptionally careful with him. You know, coming back with that kind of injury, I I, I really think guys that like. I see this season as like we're getting started on December 22nd, but I don't think 
teams are really going to ramp up until like Valentine's Day. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, I, I just don't like everybody's just barely getting back into camp. Like it just we're, we're they're just sneaking in this, these Christmas games. But like, I think these contending teams like so if I was Dallas, I wouldn't I wouldn't rush Porzingis sure. back. Like, just take all the way through January. Just take take your time with him because we're going to be playing deep into July. And, and and Ramona, just to play off of that, what really is home court? Uh, and I and I yeah. genuinely don't know because they'll release the schedule in two halves, right? And I and I think part of that reason I'm assuming is well, they're going to see it, can we can they start putting fans in in stadiums again, or at what capacity can they? So in the beginning of the year, it might not it might not look like home court matters, but by the time you get to the postseason. Who knows? Maybe maybe games at Staples Center has fifty percent occupancy. Maybe it has more. Whatever the case is, so it is. It is going to be. I, I think the way you're explaining it, whatever the season looks like to start, it's certainly not going to look like that as the season progresses. Sliwa, what do you got on the show today, buddy? We got Billy Mech, uh, Bill McDonald. The hey! uh, oh my god, he's the best. He is. Yeah. Uh, he is the best. So he'll come on at seven forty-five, and uh, we'll spend some time talking about this Lakers roster and some of the guys. I, I think we haven't talked enough about some of those players, some of those vets that are no longer with the Lakers. Give them a little bit of love because, uh, man, what six guys that I think between Rondo, Danny Green, JaVale, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, Quinn Cook, that um, you know obviously are no no longer a part of this team, and uh, and and we'll kind of look at the rest of the roster. Sweet. And what about Thanksgiving? What's on tap for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, I will be, probably be on the road. You guys think it's going to be bad tomorrow when I'm driving to San Diego? Is this a, just an awful idea? I mean, I'm driving to SD no matter what. But do you think the right. freeways will right, be packed? Right, because the fam is there, right? Exactly. The fam is there. Do you, do you guys think the freeways will still be packed tomorrow? You Go think early. Be, yeah. Go early. I mean, how how early does – I don't know what your lifestyle is. Like, mm-hmm. how early are you getting up, Sliwa? Um, I'm, I'm up by 8 a.m. Not, okay, nothing, no. nothing too, nothing oh, too early. I would have thought you were a sleeper inner. Yeah, me too. Me too. I would have guessed yeah. that. Um, uh, sleeper inner is a perfect <laughs> yeah, way to I made describe that into it. A good way I can't really yeah. go past eight. Like even if I tried, I think eight okay. Oh. Hit just, the road. Yeah. Hit the road. Soon. Yeah, it's a good Here's idea. Here's what you do: get up, get in the car as soon as possible. Maybe make yourself a little breakfast or something. A little drive. Cup of coffee and get cup out of here. Coffee and go. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good game yeah. plan right there, George. Yeah, there you go. Oh. All right, all right, brother. Well, have a great show and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, you and, guys uh, as well. Smooth drive. Thank you. All right, brother. So Sliwa's coming up next with Lakers Talk. Momo, you're the best. Thank you, and happy Thanks, Thanksgiving. George. You too. All right. You thank Greg. you, to, you, thank you to Greg. Happy Thanksgiving to Greg. Happy Thanksgiving to Steve. Happy Thanksgiving to all our guests today. Marcus Soul, uh, Sean McVay, Keyshawn, DeMarco Farr. You guys for being the greatest audience that, we, that there is, right? Thank you for all that you do for us as well. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you on Monday where we're giving away a car. See ya. Woo!